What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 152 of your favorite podcast, The Grand Podcast. I am Real Shuss and Haley, alongside my co-host Brandon Long. And today, we are going to talk to you about what you need to know, oral steroids. I'm really excited for this because I think there's a lot of poor information out there, a lot of fear-mongering information out there. But I think this one's going to really help you, you know, see them in a more truthful light. So I'm excited for you guys to get inside. Let me know what you think. As always, Grand Podcast brought to you by Revise Summons, brought to you by Raw Summons. Shoes go Haley at checkout. Please leave us five stars leave us a review and that will enter you into the running for 100 amazon gift cards that we are giving away weekly i'm so excited for you guys gears on this one i'll see you inside all right you guys today um we opened up cecily's uh training again for anyone looking to take advantage of that i think we had like 26 people or something like that um that ended up uh, taking advantage of the eight week deal that she has while she's uh, interning as a team Haley coach eight weeks for 100 bucks and after that you actually get an early bird um uh, special with her i think it's only 200 bucks it's only 200 bucks a month training after that it's kind of ridiculous um but we open that back up today that'll go through saturday um so definitely take advantage of that uh hop on over team Haley website fill out an application for cecily um and she'll get back to you in a very timely manner uh today i want to talk about oral steroids what you need to know oral steroids um orals get a really bad rap um i you know i, I think everyone kind of contributes to this because like a majority of the horror stories that i um, have come across or with oral steroids, like not necessarily injectable steroids. Like you can only inject so much, right? Like there's only so far you can go. But like with orals, like people think, people think that they're less toxic or less severe or less strong or just something just because you just pop them, you don't have to inject them. And like, it's not like that. So like there are people that like take things like Dianabol and Anadrol like candy. Um, I see there's even people that do it with Anavar. Um, and you know, or oral steroids are something to be heavily respected. You you want to utilize them properly. Now, they do have their limitations. All oral steroids have their limitations of, um, like, like, you're not going to find a really well-rounded oral that's just really great everywhere. Like, nothing's going to be close to a test. Nothing's going to be close to a trend, not even, like, a DHB, which is, like, supposed to be, like, an oral trend. Um, I, I would never fuck with that stuff. Like, why did you want to take an oral trend? Yeah, oral trend just sounds like it's going to be very liver toxic, mm -hmm. and, and, and it is. Um, it's something like, you, you know, you're not really even going to find something like a DECA, an MPP. That's just a well-rounded um, uh, steroid from orals. Um, I, they, they have their limitations. There's some that are really good for strength. There's some that are, you know, more heavily aromatizing, like a D-bowl, which is a little better for growing tissue. Um, you know, there's some uh, that, although I don't, I don't think Dianabol is really as good as most orals in terms of growing tissue, uh, but it will help you accrue new tissue. Um, there's some that are really great for an aesthetic appeal, like a... Uh, well, halotestin is great for strength and for powerlifting, but um, it's it's very it really shines uh, last you know two three weeks in a bodybuilding prep um, for a male who wants to utilize that. Never I would never have a woman use halotestin. I got I saw really um, good results with halo. When it, we were running dude, that. it 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 hardens you up. But yep. man, there's a there's like a mental component there that just kind of makes you really angry. Especially because we were taking it, uh, it was like. 15 minutes yeah. uh, right before our training session. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And you, I felt strong. Yeah, really Every strong. single lift. And you mm -hmm. would just think like two weeks out or 14 days, yep. whatever the fuck it is, like that would kind of like start to And it does plateau. really great for volumization mm -hmm. as well. I felt full. Um, yeah. I felt hard. Yeah. 
everything halo testing is supposed to do mm -hmm. if you have real like if you have real halo testing it's going to deliver mm -hmm. um uh, you know something like a windshawl is really good for aesthetic it, you know i would never use windshawl for performance the majority of people struggle with the joint um dryness component if you will there, there's not the best lubrication that occurs when you're utilizing windshawl does kind of dry you out if you will some people even get like cracked lips and stuff like that um if i, I yeah, i've had girls talk about like really dry skin um with it before it definitely happens more often in women than men with the uh, um with the windstroll um you know one of my favorites is turnable um and turnables you know I don't know why it's not used very commonly. I think, I think Anavar Turnable is an amazing combination. I think like, I think that is an A fucking one combination, uh, to utilize, um, where we're, we're, we're lowering sides. We're keeping sides minimal, but we have performance increase. We have aesthetic increase. Um, you know, we have some, some nitrogen, um, uh, potentiation increase that happens there as well. And, you know, those two together, really, really good. So like I said, you know, orals have their limitations. Um, I like orals taken on an empty stomach. Um, orals are fat soluble. So think about that. So, um, kind of the perfect way to take it, if you will be with like, with a, like revives omega, like with healthy fats. Um, again, on an empty stomach, you take the oral, you take the, um, the, the revive omega. It's just going to help with that absorption of it. Because like I said, they are fat soluble. Um, if you take it with a bunch of food, like you take the, an oral steroid with a meal, um, you're going to lose some of that effect uh, just through the digestion process, um, through the fact that there's a lot, there's water that's going to come into the gut, water is going to come into the liver. It's going to disrupt the solubility of that um, of that hormone being delivered. It's going to uh, um, disrupt the bioavailability of that hormone being delivered. That's what I'm looking for. Um, like Brandon just mentioned, I like commonly when they use pre-workout. Um, this kind of the place for the best results now with something like Anavar, I more so space it, you know, with, with, with any drug, you always want to, you always want to keep in mind, um, the half-life of that drug, right? So like with Anavar, it's around eight hours. So like, you know, you're asleep for eight hours. Well, you're probably going to be awake for about 16 hours. So we split that dosage with Anavar. We do half your dose in the AM, half your dose eight hours later. Then you're going to have a really nice effect all day. So like Anavar's, in, in my women, Anavar's not something I always do like pre-workout. It's more so based off timing. Winstraw, I don't really do that much pre-workout just because there is, you know, once it once it hits a peak saturation level in your blood, um, you know there is going to be that effect of the joints and, and stuff like that. Um, but orals are going to reach a peak saturation period in your blood very quickly, much quicker than injectables. Like orals are very fast acting. Like you take some D ball before the fucking gym, and you're going to be in the gym, feel the fucking D ball. Right? It's not really like that with tests. It's not really like that with trend. It's not really like that with you know any any injectable that's not a suspension base. If you're you know running a test suspension or um, trend suspension or um, something like that, then yeah, you know, you'll feel it right away because that's water soluble. But to be honest, not a big water soluble or uh, I'm not a big water based solution guy. Um, just because bacteria grows in water and, you know, during the 
distribution, the, the making and the distribution and the in storage and the injection process, like you just kind of have a high chance of bacteria growing and you don't, you don't know what USPS is doing with it. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's happening at whoever you ordered it from. Right. Like you don't you really know what you only have. You only have control when it's in your house. Right. Like even when it's in your house, um, you know, like exposure to sunlight, temperature, um, moisture, things like that. You know, they can all affect it, whereas, like, more oil-based stuff is just much more helpful, yep. if you will. Especially if you're changing out your your, uh, your draw needles and stuff like that. Exactly. That's very important. Exactly, yeah. If, if you use the same draw needle every single time, um, like in oils, it's not a massive deal. It's just the draw needle, not the injection needle. But if you do it in water-based, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you take... The, the same draw needle that you're using from a oil base and put it into the water base. Well, you're cross contaminated mm-hmm. at that point. Like now we, we could have issues. I just, so it's like, there's so much margin for, or there's so little margin for air and there's so much room for air within like water-based solutions. Like I don't really use them. And uh, I think last time I used a water-based solution with wind straw was during my Mr. Ohio 28, uh, uh, 18 prep. Um, that, I remember just injecting it, and it hurts so fucking bad. Every time, it just hurts, and then you like got to go train. Was was it, it like was just this, terrible? It was just like the it just solution hurt. was like the solution was like it's just water based. I don't know. It felt like crystallization as soon as I was like pushing every single time, and like the source was good and everything's good on it, dude. I hated it, and I've had some clients use it again. This was like two or three years ago, and they never had great experience with it, so I just kind of dropped it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people like. You know, there's injectable Anavar, there's injectable Winstrol, there's injectable Dianabol, there's injectable, really there's injectable forms of everything, dude. I just, I don't really, the great part of the injectable form is it passes through the, the first phase of, um, of the liver breakdown, which I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, but you know, the bad part is, I mean, fuck you get a bacterial infection, <laughs> like, and your odds are decent. Your yeah. odds are decent at having a bacterial infection. So I'd rather just like, I'd rather just take it the way that nature intended it yeah. to be right. Um, now utilizing pre-workout, um, be very cognizant about how you're feeling during the session. One pumps, your pumps are going to increase dramatically on this. All right, your blood volumization is going to be very, very, very high. Um, and like I said, this stuff's reaching its peak saturation point. There's water, there's nutrients, there's things flowing everywhere. Your muscle cells are extremely inflamed and taking a ton in. Um, I mean, I, I've taken Dianable and had a lower back pump after one set of fucking squats where I couldn't even walk for hours. I was just like on the ground, my feet fucking propped up. Fuck. Like, that was, man, how much was I taking at that point? I, I might have been, I mean, it was a big dose. I might have been taking like, 150 megs or something like that. That's a lot of Dianable. Um, and, you know, it's it, all of this is dose dependent, right? But I've taken 50 milligrams Dianable, gone and hit arms and not be able to, like, hold my phone up to, to the side of my head the rest of the day. Like, that doesn't mean you're growing. That just means the effect of that steroid is massive. So I, uh, personally, actually, I don't take orals outside of prep. Um, man, I so rarely have my clients anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, other than my females, of course, like Anavar Turnable, um, those are very common, but it's, it's, it's very, it's very rare. It's just it, like, if, if you can't progress with, you know, the right drugs, training protocol and diet, well, then you're not hitting the right training protocol drugs. And what diet. would be an instance where you did? Yeah. If I was like in a strength phase. So like, 
after a prep and like once a year, I'll go through a strength phase where I just see how strong I can possibly get. Right. Like I think when I did that last, that was when I hit the one nineties for like three on dumbbell flat press, um, a shaky three, but you know, three reps, right. I, I moved it. <laughs> um, like just see how fucking insanely strong I can get. Um, and if the numbers stop increasing, but I have more window in terms of how my joints are feeling, um, like I can push it further, but like I said, the logbook's not getting beat the way that it that it was with the same rate of progression. Then adding in something like a Dianable or an Anadrol or a Superdrol or something like that could help. Um, Superdrol, I, I I really I, I used to use it much more in the building phase. I really use it just pre contest prep now. Like, and my guys and girls um, can use Superdrol. Um, just uh, man, a little bit when you're really filling someone out and really bringing someone in that last little bit on peak week. That's nasty. Um, it's it's good, dude. It's a good, good, good drug. So like that's kind of when I bring it in. It's just in that strength phase. Um, I'm sure next off season I'll use some Dianable. But, you know, this all season is just about, like, staying really fucking healthy across the board, kind of being squeaky clean. And with Dianable, I mean, you're going to see blood. With with all with, with anything that aromatizes heavily, but especially an oral that aromatizes heavily, you're going to see blood pressure go up. And you know, I already have decently high blood pressure just from nature of being big and, yep. and having high stress in my life. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to see blood pressure go up. Well, I don't really like that. Blood pressure goes up. Your anxiety is going to go up. You know, your anxiety goes up. Your cortisol shoots up. Now, how well are you recovering? Um, you know, I, I think orals for more than four weeks. Like I think something like a Dianable for more than four weeks probably isn't the best idea. Um, I think something like, you know, Anvar turnable based off the biofeedback. You know, some people are like, Oh my God, don't do it more than eight weeks. But like, I mean, you get bloods back and everything's good. Or, you know, you talk to the client, everything's good. Everything's mm -hmm. fine. Like, dude, dude, Put, putting caps, putting these black and white caps on things that don't have black and white caps, I think is so, it just, it, it just shows that people don't understand the pharmacology. It's very, very happening. important to understand that everybody's body's different. Everyone's so different. Mm -hmm. Like there's some people who can't take it for two weeks without, like there's some women who can't take Anivar for two weeks without having some sort of clitoral response. Like mm -hmm. that sucks, yep. right? So like you need to configure something else out there. There's some who can literally take Prima Bolin for 20 fucking weeks and not have anything wrong. Right. 30 weeks. Mm -hmm. Like it's unbelievable. Right. So you need to fucking understand what you're looking out for. You need to understand how to assess bloods, how to assess health, how to assess biofeedback. Most people don't. And it's know, also on the client end is very important for you to be transparent with what's going on. You yeah. have to have. I've to had have girls to be like, yeah, you know, five weeks ago, like I noticed some clit enlargement. Five, five weeks? weeks? <laughs> Come on. Hang on. I can help clit enlargement. We can reverse that. We can change that. We I can take anti-androgens. Six weeks ago. I should have, yeah, I should have known exactly. the moment. Mm -hmm. The first thing you should have done when you notice that is, oh, my coach needs to know this. Right. And now we're in deep hoping and praying that things are going to overturn. Right. <laughs> like, that's not a good way to run, dude. Mm -hmm. It's not a good way to run. So communication's massive. And like, there's no, there's this thing as TMI. Like you talk to your coach about your periods, your bowel movements. Well, if you have a good coach, talk to them about your periods, your bowel movements, like clitoral enlargements, like anything. it's a side effect, anything, anything at all mm -hmm. that happens. Um, I think my favorite personally to, to do is Anavar heavy doses of Anavar because I don't have much lipid response from it. I don't have much liver response from it. Like I, I seem to handle Anavar so well personally. Oh, you're saying you personally, personally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For myself, um, like a hundred milligrams of Anavar pre-training. 
Oh my goodness, dude. The pumps are huge. I'm strong as fuck. I'm so focused and dialed in. Um, you know, I've still only run that for four or five weeks and it was in last time I did I actually got blood work done every single week. It was amazing to see. I mean, and I, again, I know it was legit shit. It's amazing to see in my body for whatever reason, my body still wasn't doing much, man. I take hundred milligrams of Dianabol and my fucking heart, I can feel it pounding my chest. Like I look red because mm-hmm. of my blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Like it's amazing. Like, like Sarah's not, honestly, it's kind of the human body periods. Amazing. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I have dudes who cannot handle Anavar for anything. Like they just, they don't handle it well. And, you know, Anavar is considered, you know, a weaker steroid. I know I've talked about that in podcasts where there's no such thing as a weak steroid, but it's a weaker steroid compared to some of these. But these same guys can take Dianabol and just be amazing on it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, dude, it's, it's, it makes no sense, quite frank, but it yep. is fucking amazing. Um, high dosages of orals can be extremely counterproductive during training, so it's something to look out for. If your liver isn't healthy or if there's a massive spike in enzymatic activity within your liver, then it's going to back up to your gut motility and how your gut is able to um, you know, process nutrients, how your gut is able to push water, how your gut is kind of able to do everything. And remember, we talked about that instance sensitivity episode your gut's constantly um, um, telling your pancreas what to do your gut's responding to your thyroid so you know if all if this gets backed up because you're taking an oral steroid that's backing up your liver a little bit pre-training then all those mechanisms they're all kind of going to be delayed or out the door as well and like now we're just counterproductive orals need to be respected so injectables always preferred first and foremost injectables that is the preferred route every single time Honestly, um, they are liver toxic. Every single oral you take can be liver toxic. Now, this is dosage dependent. Um, this is f- uh, um, frequency dependent. Um, this is uh, duration dependent. And it's also um, your body's just response dependent. Some like oral turnover, uh, turnable, they usually don't spike liver enzymes very much. Uh, but some, man, you can see something like Dianabol just really drive it, you know, pretty high. Um, you won't see Superdrill do a ton as long as it's taken in low. Um, uh, small spurts. Halo testing will drive your liver enzymes through the abs- through, through the fucking roof. Uh, they'll blow the top off that thing. That's why you take it for such a short amount of time. And they are toxic to the stomach. Where's the first place that an oral steroid goes? Everyone focuses on the liver, but no one ever focuses on the stomach. So you need to look out for this. Anytime you take an oral steroid, your hunger is going to be somewhat affected. Now, to the degree, is it like 1% lower? Well, you're not even going to notice that. That's not a big deal. But like, we're taking fucking steroids to probably grow or to maintain muscle tissue in a dieting phase. So there's a lot of protein that's going to be consumed. If your hunger drops 20, 30, 40, 50%, it's going to be really hard to get those, those nutrients in. But also if your hunger drops, I mean, that's a huge stress response. Uh-huh. So if your stress response is your hunger dropping, your liver enzymes are obviously through the roof at this point or just elevating somewhat at this point. Well, the way that you partition nutrients probably you can take a very strong bet that the way you partition nutrients is not going to be very strong. It's not going to be in your favor. Mm -hmm. So now we're being counterproductive. Our our body's not even getting the nutrients and energy that we wanted to get because we have this steroid in there that's causing all these myriad of effects. So you're better off pulling it out. Mm -hmm. So this is something to look out for. If your hunger is just crushed when you start an oral, we need to assess the dosage or we need to assess how long you've been on it. We need to assess which oral you're taking. Uh, Also being bloated. 
from not being able to handle the toxicity. So your liver gets backed up. Where's it back up into? Your gut. Your gut's backed up. You're going to be bloated. You're going to be pulling all this water. You're going to have the air in there, all that stuff. You're not able to handle the toxicity of steroid plus food. It's not going to be conducive for growth. So oils are just convenient. It's a very easy barrier to entry because you don't have to inject anything, mm -hmm. right? For some reason, like you just feel like it's safer. You feel like why, it's safer. Like, why? Just because because it's non-invasive, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, it, they're not ideal just because of the amount of limitations they have. Like if you put Anavar's limitations next to Primabolin's limitations, Primabolin has far less. Mm -hmm. You could argue it's healthier because the liver toxicity is not going to be as high as Anavar, as drastic as Anavar. And Anavar's, you know, still, like I said, is not going to be very high. Right. Um, but you know, Prima Bullion, you're probably going to get a little more out of, you know, as well. Like I, I think Prima Bullion is fantastic. Now how we close that gap, like I mentioned, is that Anavar Turinable together. I think that closes the gap, uh, there for, for Prima Bullion as well. But men, this is so fucking common. Men start cycles with orals because they want to work their way up to injectables. Dude, here's the thing. It's just like we talked about the other day on the Q and a, where we were like, there's no genetic potential you're reaching naturally. It doesn't exist. It's not a real fucking thing. You're, if you are stressing your body, your body is going to adapt and it's never just going to stop. So you're reaching your natural potential. is just stupid, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with Sarah's. Guys are like, or, you know, there's girls to do it too. Well, I want to start with injectables. Just see where it goes from there. Right. You're going to make progress. Yeah. You're never going to stop making progress. Mm -hmm. So like, you're just going to take the, the, you know, a much tougher road with a worse end result to try to get to the same end goal. That yeah. doesn't, that doesn't make any fucking sense. What I always sense. tell people is like, you only get one first cycle. You only get one. And your first cycle, you're going to react insane regardless. Yes. You don't want it to be orals. Yeah, exactly. Like, take advantage of fucking tests. Exactly. Like, just take advantage of, like, you're a fucking man, man up. <laughs> you exactly. want to take, take steroids, take steroids. Mm -hmm. Like, do it, like, orals are... At the end of a cycle. For me, that's the end of a cycle thing. It's not a beginning of a cycle thing for men. I think it's a very poor idea because then you're just going to fall in love with, well, I don't need to inject anything. And I have, you know, Dianable and Anavar and Trenable. And, like, holy shit, your liver is working so hard. Like, your enzymes, revive liver can't even fucking help with that. It could be working a lot less hard yeah. and getting probably yeah, a lot more results. More. Absolutely. <laughs> so... I, I don't think that's a good, I, I don't think that's a really good place to go. I also think front loading orals is a really bad move um, because you're going to stress the liver and some. So front loading orals is when like, so I'm around this cycle, right? Um, I'm around, I'm around the first six weeks, 250 milligrams test a week and uh, 50 milligrams of Dianable a day. Okay. And my goal for this cycle is just front loading, you know, putting on weight, um, getting, you know, accustomed to having a cycle being run. I'm a be stronger under the bar and all that stuff. And then at week six, I'm going to pull the Dianable and I'm going to add in Equipoise and, and fucking Primabolin or MPP, you know, something like that, right? But I'm front loading the cycle with this oral. Well, by the time the Equipoise and the MPP get in, you've already, you've already taxed the hell out of your stomach, the hell out of your liver. So now what are you going to do? Now, what's what's the purpose of the MPP and equipoise? Like, now we need to reset and restart. I think front-loading orals is really fucking stupid. Let's just talk about provider. If we're talking provider, and I'm cool with running provider and all, you know, almost year-round. Um, I utilize it almost year-round. You know, it keeps um, uh, SHBG low, which really helps us get more out of less in cycles. Um, provider is really good for men's um, sexual health. Uh, it was actually introduced back in the 60s like a porn drug. A porn star. Uh -huh. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, male porn 
models would essentially take Provire and it would like help with their sexual health. Mm. Interesting. I don't really know. I don't think I've really noticed that big of a difference on it, but apparently it like really helps with um, uh, achieving erections, like strong erections and premature ejaculation. Wow. Which is a big one. It helps like mitigate that? Yeah, because if your SHBG is lower, then usually when you have premature ejaculation, you're going to have high prolactin and high SHBG. And if you have high SHBG, you might have high prolactin alongside. That's mm-hmm. common to see. Um, so, like, if we can keep it in check, then, yeah, you know, you're not going to, like, experience You probably that. don't realize a m- big of a difference because of everything exactly. else around. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You're already exactly. just fucking ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to fucking you're not crank. Like, oh, okay, now I'm even more yeah. ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this provirin? Whoa. I was ready. Now I'm ready, ready. <laughs> now I'm ready, Freddy. <laughs> I'm still ready, and I just I'm finished. I'm still ready, and I just got off. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I definitely don't experience that. So it's not going to be anything like that, but it does help. I mm-hmm. mean, that we have plenty of fucking research on it saying that it does help. Right. But front-loading neurals, yeah, I think it's a really poor idea. I believe neurals should be used at the end of the cycle if they are needed. And also, at the end of a cycle can be a huge psychological boost because you're adding something new in. And it's like, oh, I have this power pill. Like, what is it bumping a dose a little bit for mm-hmm. most people? It's like, well, I'm still injecting it. Yeah. Now you're injecting and you're taking something orally pre-workout, which gets you dialed in for the session. So there's a huge psychological benefit from there. Um, so, like, how I would use orals is, um, I think I kind of briefly explained this, too. I would start with the titration, titration method. You know, we'll start with something simple. We'll start with some tests and primo. Maybe we'll pull in MPP when you plateau. Understand, I only change cycles when you plateau, so I don't need to fucking say that every single time. Um, and, you know, we, we bump those dosages up to a place where we're really close to uh, kind of the peak dosage for what that cycle is going to be. And, you know, I think we still have some strength gains to pull out of it. Um, or I just don't think another anime. Um, a higher dosage or another injectable of what we have is going to serve the purpose we want to finish that off. So what we're going to bring in is we're going to bring in an oral. At that point, um, you know, maybe you're week 18, 19, 20, something in a cycle. Who knows? You know, it's all bio-individual. And now we bring in that oral at a low dose. We see how you respond, um, depending on what that oral is. Um and you either add it pre-training if you're in a building phase, you add it in the morning on empty stomach if you're in a cutting, uh, a fat loss phase. Um, and when I say pre-train, understand, I mean like like you should have your workout, your pre-workout, I mean like an hour, 45 minutes, an hour prior. You should have this like 10, 15 minutes prior or something like that if that's how it's going to be set up for you. Um, so you, you'll bring in that oral, you know, start low dose and just assess what you're able to respond. If you notice anything with digestion slowing down or hunger slowing down, then we need to pull the dosage back, okay? But I'd use that like the last two, three, four weeks, something like that. You don't want to shoot your load too early and then you have nowhere to go and you need more fucking help, right? I think front loading is really stupid. Um I think oral steroids, they're not going to have any impact on fat loss. The reason people think like a Winstrol or Halotestin or even an Anivar, uh, Anivar has a very slight lipolytic activity. It has a very slight fat loss activity, but dude, you're not getting peeled. And no, no one ever fucking won a show because they took Anivar and the other guy did it. Like, it's not going to make that big of a difference. Um, but you are going to, when you add in an oral that's non-aromatizing, like those that I listed or, or low aromatizing like the Anivar, you add these in and 
you increase the amount of non-aromatizing versus aromatizing hormones in your body, which means you, you essentially raise the level of testosterone versus estrogen in your body. So your estrogen is going to be a lower ratio. So you're going to drop some water from that. You're not necessarily going to burn water from uh, fat from that though. So you just, you look harder, tighter, leaner because that happened. Not necessarily because you burned fat. Um, I think that, yeah, I, I didn't really explain exactly how oral steroids are hard on the liver. Uh, this is why you need to be so careful with them. So oral steroids are hard on the liver because essentially, um, how, how do you say it? They essentially have like a special coating, if you will, all oral steroids, to pass through the liver because that's where they're going to be sent to. They're going to be sent to the liver, and they the liver is going to try to methylate this thing and break it down and beat it up and figure out what the fuck it is, right? And so it has to make it through that in order to be able to be broken down and get into the bloodstream. If it got broken down in the liver, it wouldn't be delivered in the bloodstream or a very small amount of it would be delivered in the bloodstream. You just have to take so much to overcompensate. So what's this do? So the liver is struggling to break it down and it realizes, oh shit, I need more help in order to break down whatever my human is putting inside of me. So it creates more enzymes. It pulls more enzymes inside of the liver which is very, very toxic for the liver to be holding on to all of these extra enzymes. And it, it keeps pulling these enzymes in and then more, more, more. Well, there's no feedback loop that tells it to stop because it still can't break this fucking thing down. And that's why you run orals for a shorter amount of time, harsh orals for a shorter amount of time versus the, uh, you know, easier orals that pass through which you run for a longer amount of time because this liver these liver enzymes go so high your liver gets so fucking beat up from these things that it be it turns into an unhealthy um, um, toxic place and if your liver's toxic well your gut's going to be somewhat toxic your kidneys you know going to be somewhat toxic like it's all fucking related right um you're gonna you know and it, it goes all the way to your nervous system like your nervous system is going to be delayed or slowed or you know whatever all because you've been on oral too long uh, so essentially it's like it's your body trying to achieve like homeostasis like more enzymes more enzymes more enzymes because it doesn't see anything wrong with that the reality is long term it's very 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 bad for your liver to have have such elevated enzyme levels. Um, so be really careful with your oral steroids. Um, that always, always, always like anything, titration method, start low um, and then end in a place where there's no negative feedback, uh, no, no negative side effects really happening here. Um, like I said, injectables are always preferred. Injectables are going to be the safer route. But I mean, orals are, you know, if you take them the right way, if you respect them for what they are, um, you don't think that they're candy, you don't think that they're some magical pill, then you're probably going to have a really good time with them. I'm um, going to see a lot from them. So episode 152, I'll see you next time.